I'd like to welcome a Lady Charger, currently in her third year as assistant coach and recruiting coordinator for the Lady Chargers women's basketball program. She utilizes basketball to help develop female student athletes to build their leadership skills, create many meaningful relationships, and learn to work hard in a team environment. She's played for the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa and played on the Final Four team in 1993. Welcome, Coach Nene. Hey, Coach Nene. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I was reading on your bio on Georgia Highlands College page where one of your philosophies is you can't be a Division I player if you don't put in Division I work. And I think that one of the most important key components of that um, to making that happen is communication. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let, let me just start. Let's just start at the beginning. How did you... Uh, get into your current leadership role? Um, well, it was a process, something I didn't think I would, I would ever do. Um, I started out coaching my own children, um, just in summer leagues, just trying to keep them um, playing. Yeah. And so then I, I'm from Rome, of course, and I played basketball um, before West Rome High School and was pretty good basketball player, I guess I should say. Um, and people around here know, know me, so... He did play on a Final Four team. I know. So... <laughs> college, I never thought this was something I would, I would ever end up doing. Right. Um, so, Coach Harrell, who's the head coach now at Georgia Highlands, called, you know, he would see me here and there, and he would say, hey, you ready to, ready to start coaching? I said, I stay on ready, just playing. Right. And he called me in for an interview. So oh, here we are. Here I am. <laughs> what is um um what's what sparked your interest as a child? What 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 drove you? Where did you play basketball when you were young? I didn't start basketball until I was in seventh grade. Wow! Uh, and a basketball coach in middle school saw me, and uh, I was in a band actually. Yeah. And he saw me and said, "Hey." come right here and try basketball. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I know. Wait. Yeah. So he said, just hold your hands up. So when I first <laughs> just, took me yeah. out there, he said, let me show you. Just stay in front of the rim. Just hold your hands up. And I was like, oh, okay. Is that it? And I was like, well, there's got to be more, more to that. Right. So I, I started enjoying it. So I started blocking shots. And then I was like, learn how to put the ball in the hole. And it's like, so I just, it's something I just picked up. It just, you were, it sounds to me like you were just a natural. My family, my brothers and my dad played, but it was nothing that I thought I wanted to do. But yeah. Because a guy took a chance on me and was like, hey, hold your hands up. That's oh, where man. I started. That's so cool. You know, and, and it took you know, a leader to approach you and say, listen, yeah, I know you like music and all, but, uh, why don't you come put your hands up? It was funny. I don't even know how I got in the band. Like, wow, I was even in the band. I think my mom was like, you better do something. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I forced my child into it. He plays trombone in a middle school band now. And I really want him to pursue it. He is really into, uh, he listens to weird music, like symphonic um, soundtracks to movies and stuff, mm-hmm. things that I don't quite understand. They're great to listen to, uh, but uh, it's not something I just keep on my phone to listen right, to. Right. He does. So I'm trying to encourage him to stick with it because, yes. you know, in that symphonic stage. It's a gift. That's a gift. Like, dude, you can go and uh, you can go write music for soundtracks. Right. Like, I Absolutely. mean, there's a whole there's a whole thing to that. So. Absolutely. Um, tell me about uh, what kind of degrees the schools that you went to. How 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 you got here academically? Well, um, I only have have a bachelor's degree. Um, I have a bachelor's degree 
and uh, business administration. And so what I started my studies with uh, orthopedic handicap and I've always wanted to deal with people that need it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mother was a foster parent, um, had 87 foster children come through our home. Wow. Last thing she adopted. And so there was just something we always had something, somebody that needed us in our family. So I thought this was really what I wanted to do. And then I ended up changing that and, and went into the business world because it was it started to become sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just ended up changing and, and going into a different route. So I don't even have an education degree um, um, because I'm, I know about basketball. I think that's how I got here in, in this position that I'm in now. That's great news for me. So I am shopping for grad schools right now. And because I am in the position that I'm in, um, non-traditional student, I'll have a 14-year-old starting high school when I start my grad program. Um, and so just like picking up and moving isn't an option. Yeah. So, and and I live uh, I live in Rockmart, Georgia. For those of you who don't know where Rockmart, Georgia is, which is, I would guess, 99.9% of the audience listening to the podcast, there's nothing there. Um <laughs> There's nothing in the ways of grad school. So there's Jacksonville State University, which is in Alabama. It's about 48 miles from my house one way. There's Georgia State, which was my original plan when I started um, Georgia Highlands for the RD program. Um, The RD program is a very intense program, and it's 500 miles a week Mm -hmm. from my house. And I just thought, you know, I understand this is what I set out to do, and I understand this is what I want to do. But I, I have to, um, I have to adapt to what, what is available for my season. And it is not the season for me to commit to 500 miles a week when my son is getting ready to start high school. Like I I just don't want to be absent for those years. Yeah. It's important years. Yeah. And I think that, you know, adaptability is, is a, is a big deal in leadership skills. And and I'm thankful that I was taught that, I guess for me, it was on a a softball field Um, is just how to adapt to your environment and how to work with what you're working with. All that to say, um, I'm looking at going to university of West Georgia, which is about 30 miles from my house. And um, I have been in contact with them. I've, I've attended a couple of orientations and uh, I think that probably where I'm going to end up is in their sport management program. Um, So like you, I don't anticipate getting an education certification or anything like that, but I could foresee myself um, in a college environment Mm -hmm. um, and an athletic program of some sort in some way. I have no idea how that would ever work out, but I feel like I can relate to you on that level of, you know, not, not exactly knowing, but, you know, kind of, landing there and, yeah. and riding yeah. that leadership wave. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about, we were talking about communication. What, what would you say is a good definition for someone who might not know what communication is? Um, I don't even know if that person is it's, <laughs> it's around. I mean, I'm sure it is someone that, that, that may not know about communication, but um, communication is, is so, so important in life itself. Um in relationships. Oh, yeah. In, in, in friendships. Life. Yeah, yeah. In life. Everything is going to need communication. If you don't communicate, you're going to be lost. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Um, and what do you think that you do well as a communicator? Um, I think I... I guess I'm more like what we with my basketball team. I'm, I'm just going to speak on that. Um, I lead by examples. And if I'm not going to, if I don't do something, I don't expect them to do something. Um, and I'm constantly talking. 
about just life skills and, and just, I guess they look at me as the mama, big sister figure. Um, so I'm constantly just drilling things in their head, things that I know they'll need in, in, in the long run, run in life. Um, I, I lead verbally and non-verbally, and I let them know there's, there's different types of communication. Um, when we're on the basketball court, we, we talk, 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 talk. Um, but a point guard to a guard, and I hope I'm not going to spill over, but anyway, a point guard to a guard, we may use our eyes and say, hey, get it up to me or throw the ball up. Mm-hmm. You know, just giving them, them them signals of what to do. Um, so, with me, I think I I um, just I just talk to them about a lot of things just that they need to know. Well, I'm going to tell you uh, right now that I, I just interviewed three of your players. Um, they're going to go into a different. For anybody listening, we're going to have a student series. Uh, we've got three absolutely fantastic basketball players that we just interviewed, and. You are, they are just a reflection of you about what you just said, because we talked about in that podcast, how they have to communicate non-verbally um, and how, you know, they have to trust yes. uh, just being out on the court, how, um, you know, a look, a nod, mm-hmm. um, you know, is a communication. And, you know, if you're out running these plays, like you, you know, your plays, that's, that's what you do in practice. Mm-hmm. You, you know, these plays like the back of your head like the back of your hand. Um, and so when you get ready to throw that ball, you're throwing it to a point, Correct. not to a person. Correct. And so, you know, you have to trust that who, who you're throwing that ball to is going to be where they're supposed to That's be. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, and I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said what you do well as a communicator, because they regurgitated everything you just said. Well, good. So good. They're, they're, well, they're listening. So it's working. <laughs> it's working. So tell me about what some of the, um, what are, or maybe not some, but maybe a, one of the biggest lessons that you have learned about communication. Um, without it, we're nothing. Um, and it's hard without communication in, in the sports world, um, you're, you're lost. Right. And just like the girl said, trust is, is a big thing. And once you trust, you're, you open up a lot and you communicate a lot more. Right. And of course, uh, when you come to college, of course, it's different. I'm having to meet people, having to really pay attention. So we find them kind of just being quiet a minute, just paying attention to who's around them and you know, just because everybody's from everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think the three you interviewed are to- totally different kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we got international kids. We got you know kids from everywhere, and um, just just being able to trust them to say, "Oh yeah, okay, this is going to be my sister. I can communicate because we're family, right? Um, we're we are we are sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to learn to trust each other in order to talk to each other, so. right? I think that um, that trust is a huge deal. Uh, and it goes, I think that trust will feed into some other episodes that we're going to be, uh, that we're going to be recording. One of them is delegation for mm-hmm. me. Um, and the listeners who are listening to this podcast already know that I work in the lab at Georgia Highlands College. I run our undergraduate research program that we have. Um, and I do have a team that I manage and, um, it's uh, delegation is hard it's for hard, me and hard, hard. because, you know, we are a two year, a two year college. And so it's not like you get four years to build that leadership. Right. You, you've got to start from the ground up at least every couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, like us, we're starting over every, every year. It seems yeah. like um, we're bringing somebody in new every year. I'm not recruiting 
every for every season, not yeah. just the fourth season. Um, right. But yeah, delegation is is, is extremely hard because sometimes I feel if if I delegate, they're not going to do it like I I do it, and then I just got to trust. Yeah. And and um, and just trust that they can do it, but. Delegation is extremely hard. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so here's a hard one. Okay. And I think it's harder because we're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, in the face of technology and social media, how has communication changed? Tremendously. Yeah. Um, I think everybody puts everything on social media. Um, that is sometimes too much. Um, yeah. and, and some things in the sports world can hurt people mm-hmm. um, by putting so much on, on social media, uh, just by telling the whole life story uh, when it's not a, a productive or positive story. Right. So, and then in the other, on the other hand, um, positively, I think communication on, on social media is, is important because I, I try to keep up with all my ex-teammates, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just even with technology now, with my child being in college for senior year, um, technology is amazing just by FaceTiming and, mm-hmm. you know, just things like that. But um, I, I think it could be a good thing in it and it also can hurt you. Yeah, I think that, uh, so I have a group message with my mother, my sister, and my aunt. And Every now and then, uh, it's you know, if it's been a little quiet, we'll, you know, somebody, one of the four of us will throw a meme up there or, you know, some kind of joke um, just to kind of get the blood flowing and, and get communicating. And I think that times before that, um, we sometimes felt forgotten. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. I remember when I was in school, I didn't have this, you know, this luxury right. of technology. We had a a payphone that we had to go and wait on it. Why did we finish talking on the phone? We didn't have, you know, the technology that we have now. And now that you say group text, that's one of the things that me and the basketball girls, we we do a lot of Mm -hmm. is I have, I have several group texts. It may be just the leaders. It may be the whole team. It may be um, two or three of them. But I, I, I think that's really important because nobody can ever say that they didn't get something. That's right. So that's that's one thing I think is, is important because the communication will fail, would have fallen if, if the technology, the group texting and things like that, it was not available. So I know that we talked about some of the problems uh, with the with the communication in the digital age. Do you do you think there are any other problems that you can foresee, even if it's in the future with our digital? I mean, I'm not you know I'm not 100 percent sure how much further into technology we can get. Yeah, but I feel like we're the Jetsons. I know. I think we're. I just like grow. Only thing our cars are not flying in there, but. Hey, listen, listeners, if you guys do not know who the Jetsons are, do a Google. (laughs) Have a Google, because we were supposed to be already flying in cars, right? right. And uh, I think, what was it in the... We we got the robot boom. Vacuum, like yeah. We got, I mean, we, we got a little Rosie. Yeah, you guys should check out Rosie. I mean, Rosie was a ball. She really was. She did everything. She was on everything. Yeah, she was amazing. She you was know amazing. what? You know what we're missing? I think we might be missing. Do you remember that vending machine that the Jetsons had, yes. where you got a meal, a meal and a pill? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Maybe that's next. I hope not. I hope not either. I'm into nutrition. I don't want to do that. But it could be kind of like at least pick my stuff. So I, you know. Know. Yeah. I want it to look like food. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I want it to taste like food or or be food. Right. Um, okay. So very, very last question. What would you advise a budding leader to do to improve their very own communication skills? I don't. Maybe just keep practicing. Just keep, keep, doing, keep it. doing it. I mean, I, I would just, I mean, communication is, and it's, it's funny because some people don't even know they're, they would think they were not a communicator. Right. But anybody can. I know. You do, I mean, whether you notice it or not. But I just, I mean, I'll just keep doing it. I, I guess what I was telling, I was telling my girls to, to get better. You're never going to get perfect, yeah. but get, to get better. You got to keep practicing. You got to keep doing it. Do you think that um, this is completely off the outline? Do you think that uh, people are born as leaders, or do you think it is uh, a skill or a, a trait that you can develop? I think it's both ways. I yeah. think they are born leaders. Yeah. Um, and I think I was one one of them. I did too. Um, but I do think that I learn yeah. still how to lead yeah. as I go on. Yeah. Because I can't treat any two the same. Right. Um, so everybody, I try to go by their personality. Right. Because everybody can't accept certain communication that I give out. Right. Because um, I'm a little stern when I come on the basketball court and then I have to lighten up to, to kind of get them back. Yeah. You know, um, so when we get to that moment where it's very, very intense, and then the communication is a different communication. And it's like, oh my God, I'm a loser. Yeah. You know, so I gotta get them back by by easing up and, and just, just talking to them about like just say, this is this is part of the world. Yeah, you know, I, I think that um I I think I, I'm in the same boat with my child. Oh yeah. As a mother. Um I I like I said, he's 13, going on 14, going on 22 if I had to guess. And he um I Anytime that I have those moments where I have to be stern or, you know, I'm, I'm one of those mamas who we have fun. Mm -hmm. We love roller coasters. We take trips. We, you know, we enjoy each other. We snuggle on the couch, even, even though we're 13, you know, but you don't do an assignment at school and I have to get an email. We have a serious problem. That's right. And so I'm, I'm very stern. And even in those moments when I, I have those moments where I have to be stern, I always follow it up with a dial bag and go, okay, so let's talk about tomorrow. Maybe we could go get dinner tomorrow or I just try to lighten it up somehow, some way. I always try to sum it up with the girls after, you know, after the the tough period is over, you know, because there's a time and a place for everything. So I kind of let them cool down. I cool down. Yeah. Let Coachella cool down. And um, (laughs) I'll come back to them and I said, do you understand why, why, what happened yesterday? Or do you understand what happened earlier? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. And then and then I can better explain why. And then I'll say, I know coach. Yeah. Right. You know, so I always try to do a debriefing, I guess. Yeah. Um, just to a, a cooling down moment. Yeah. You know, just so that they can understand what why that happened or why that transpired. Right. Isn't it cool how we can relate coaching and motherhood and everything that falls in between with communication oh yeah and and with coaches i i feel like we are mothers and fathers mm-hmm. because their parents put them in our, our hands mm-hmm. 
And so when it comes down to academics, we feel like you as a mom, we feel very upset. Yeah. Um, I'm checking classes just like I would my own children class. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I treat them as if they're my own children. I want my own children to fail. So I don't want them to fail. And especially somebody's putting their child in my hand, you know. So I work really hard. And I'm not going to say that every kid is successful uh, because I tell them, you know, hey, it's, it's the ball is in your court. Right. And if you go out of bound with it, that's on you. Yeah. But you have every option to keep it on the court. So yeah, I understand exactly what I'm Make talking those about. decisions. Yep. Leadership skills, and I try baby. To let them be adults, you know, <laughs> right. because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. But I'm constantly teaching, you know, life skills, like I said, to, to try to, and I'm communicating constantly. Right. About, you know, right in the back of your head, if your mama told you, you know, back, if she communicated to you back then, don't do something, remember what your mom and dad said. Yeah. You know, I have a little, it's uh, just on the way out the door, I have a little memory. Uh, something that I used to say when I was much younger, I've learned to, you know, respect my elders. Yes, ma'am. No, man. I was raised that way I'm from Georgia. So, mm-hmm. you know, you learn very young that it's yes, ma'am, no, man, oh, yeah, and manners matter. Yes. And uh, I, I keep something in the back of my head. My grandfather uh, was my coach for many, many, many years. And uh, there are times when somebody would say something to me, oh, don't say yes, ma'am to me. And I'm like, if I don't say yes, ma'am to you, my yes. grandfather's going to come back from behind the I corner and hit me on the side. Yes, constantly. And I, and I say it to anybody. I mean, if, if there's a if they're in a leader, even when my well, basketball players like Saturday, we're going to do a, a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. We call it, I call it community community service project as well because we're meeting people and networking. Um, but if I don't care if it's a person younger than me, if there's somebody who's my superior at that time, I'm still going to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And they're like, you don't have to call me that. Yes, I do. Yes. Because I have 14, you know, 14 kids looking at me. Yep. So, I, yes, 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 I do. It's all being part of it's it, all your leadership. That's it. Yeah. Because obviously your team is such a reflection of you. They're fantastic people. And I was Thank so you. proud to be able to interview them. And, you know, they pulled them out of their shell. We, we first came yeah. in this room and they were kind of quiet. We had to build the trust. Yeah, there, 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 that's there. where we yeah. were going, yeah. you know, and just let them know, hey, I'm a student. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not anybody. I'm not grading you. I explained to them about how important it is to talk because of meeting um, newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, if, when we have big games and you're the person you need to start for that game, the newspaper going to come and say, hey, can I interview so-and-so? So, these are the things that you get ready for. So you just, just, just be, just be, that's it. Well, I appreciate you, Coach Nene, giving me the time that you have given me. Um, and again, we have Coach Nene, Lady Charger, and our third year as assistant coach record, uh, recruiting, recruiting coordinator. Ha-ha, you see why we have editing? <laughs> but I appreciate everything that you do. Your girls are fantastic, and uh, I appreciate you giving me the time that you gave me today. You're more than welcome. I think you have Coach Harold's. I do. Here. Coach Harold is coming amazing. in. Oh, he's amazing. He's yeah. coming in. I think he's, it's next week. He's a good guy. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Yeah. He's probably going to put me in check, too. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, Coach Nady, thank you so much you're, for stopping in. You're more than welcome, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.